Thank you for joining us on a Comics Pals movie review special. This time we are here to talk about the movie that everyone is talking about. Cats. Star- oh, oh <laughs> what I would give for this to be a Cats review. Oh, that's 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 premium content right there. <laughs> you know what? I would do that for free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're not here to talk about Cats. We're here to talk about... Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So, everyone has put out their opinion about this movie. Good, bad, or indifferent. Although, I don't know anyone who's indifferent. And it seemed right for us to come at you guys with our take on this, uh, I would say, pretty controversial movie. Um, before we jump into our thoughts about this deal... I do want to quickly let you guys know where you can find us on the internet. Uh, We are the Comics Pals. Normally we do a weekly podcast about comics, uh, comic book movies, television, all that kind of jazz. Reviews, analysis, you know, talking trash about uh, the books that we (laughs) love so much. Um, And if you want to find us, you can just type the Comics Pals into Google or whatever search engine you prefer. And I guarantee you that we will come up. And if you want to listen to us on a particular podcast hosting platform and we're not there, at us and we will do our best to get there. You can write to us at comicspals at gmail.com and uh, let us know your thoughts about the film. We want to hear what you have to say about it. Now, we're going to start this off like we always do where I want you guys to guess the tomato meter score and the audience score from rottentomatoes.com. Now, I'm going to tell you that the total count of reviews for the tomato meter is 418 and the audience ratings the the verified ratings there's 54,495 tallied <laughs> ratings for this movie so what do you guys think the ratings are i i saw something uh i i, I saw someone tweet uh to uh, a, a critic score on thursday before it came out but that's when there was only like a hundred reviewers i think Mm -hmm. so it's it's probably changed since then i'm gonna say it's 59 percent critically and 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 fans i'm gonna say like 88 percent all right i think i'm gonna go the other way i think i'm gonna go i'm gonna go 70 for the critics I'm going to go 43 Ooh. for the audience. Mate, I think you went too ambitious on that critic score. Well, uh, the numbers don't lie, and as it turns out, Phil is correct, uh, almost to the number. So it's Ooh. a 55% tomato meter score. And... Oh, man, it did not budge when I, I saw it at 55%. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it probably went up a little. An audience man. score of 86%. Wow, really? Yes. Dude, the, the theater I saw this movie in, the audience was like hipping and hollering and clapping at the end of that movie. People were eating this shit up en masse. Huh. I guess I would have figured it got it got bombed again. No, they gave the audience what they wanted in a lot of ways. And we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, but, yeah that's true. Um, so I'm going to set the stage, I guess, because The Last Jedi was a movie that probably had the exact opposite score on Rotten Tomatoes. It was hailed by critics as the most 
inventive Star Wars movie and really freshen things up for a franchise. That's certainly that, how we felt. Yeah, that's that's what our review was like, and you can go check that out as well. Um, audience, though, you know, as Kel mentioned, uh, this film was review bombed by people who hated, you know, some of the more diverse elements of it, where they introduced, you know, a lot of characters from different backgrounds into a franchise that really was never that, uh, you know, diverse. Colorful, as it were. And um, they tried to, Ryan Johnson tried to upend some of the Star Wars, you know, tried and true methods to do something a little different, and that bothered a lot of people. Um, It was the SJW film of... 2017 yeah. or whatever uh and here we are now with jj abrams directing uh colin trevorrow who was supposed to direct this film out due to creative differences and jj abrams left with about two years to put it together from conceptualization to finish uh that's the stage now what are your guys spoiler free thoughts on star wars the rise of skywalker um it's not a good movie. It just isn't. Uh, I left that theater the way I left Man of Steel, which was, I don't know how I feel about this movie. And I I was talking to my brother who I saw it with, and I just, I remember saying, like, it is what it is. It's all I could think of with regard to the film is it is what it is. Like, I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't disappointed. I just, I, I kind of knew what I was walking into. Um, but at, at the end of the day, the more I've had to talk about it with people and the more I've had to think about it, cause like I was fine just not thinking about this movie again, but it's in the zeitgeist. People are talking about it. And the more I've had to kind of articulate my feelings on it, the more I've really just settled on the fact it's not a good movie. There are good things about it. We'll get into what is good in it, but ultimately, and this isn't a spoiler, the biggest problem with the film is how poorly directed it is. And that is an indictment of J.J. Abrams because structurally it is a disaster. Hmm. <clears throat> I definitely don't feel that strongly about it. I think I think the best thing I will say about it is it was fine. It was fine. I, you know, it had some cool, some cool stuff in it. And so, you know, obviously it's 2019. It had some cool visuals in it. It was fine. I I liked it, but I didn't like it. And (laughs) I know that that sounds kind of lukewarm, but honestly, there was stuff about it that I cheered for and, you know, was very exciting and very cool. Yeah, Um, for sure. And, you know, the, the Star Wars nerd in me definitely came out for... Uh, a few moments in the film. This isn't a spoiler because it's in every single trailer. But you know, Palpatine is back. Uh, Palpatine is my favorite Star Wars character, and so I was happy to see him make a return. Um, the circumstances, which we'll get into, I really wasn't happy with, and um, it felt more like a way to tie things together in a, in an easy way rather than the natural course for where this franchise was going, especially with The Last Jedi. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I thought that the acting was was strong. I feel like sure. the core group of, of actors that exist within these movies is great, and I loved any moment that the 
that you know Poe and um, and Finn and and uh, Ray were together. I thought those were all awesome. All those moments. Um, and if this is the last time that we're going to see, you know, these characters, I feel like some of them were given really strong moments. Chewbacca, strong moments. Uh, Leia, yeah. strong moments. Um, but it's other other characters, I kind of feel like we didn't really get that much out of this in these three movies. Um, Finn and, and Poe, even though I really enjoyed their scenes, could have given us more with them here. And I thought that the action scenes were not very good. Uh, probably the worst of any Star Wars movie that's come out in the last 20 years. Um, but anything else I, I have to say will definitely be a spoiler. So um, I guess just give our, our, our ratings and then we'll jump into spoiler territory. Uh, okay. Kale, or Yeah, Phil, go ahead. I think I think it's good to shape it with context a little bit. So I would say like the Force Awakens was probably like a seven and a half out of ten. The Last Jedi was probably like an eight point eight out of ten. This one I would say is like a six point five out of ten. Okay. I'd even go further. I think I'd probably give it just a middle of the road five out of ten. That's like an F though. I guess I don't think of it that way. I you know zero to ten is you know okay if that's our scale that i'm thinking five is right average the I'm, okay yeah. all right uh i i liked it a little more than than that i would give it a seven but that's a seven with some serious caveats to it and and i give it a seven because i think that the highs of the movie at least for me were really high but the lows were, were really low so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i feel that in my heart too sean if you haven't seen the movie, now's probably a good time to jump out if you care about spoilers. If you don't, or you have seen the movie, then stick around because we're going we're gonna to cover everything. And we have the answer, actually, to everyone's biggest question coming out of this movie, which, of course, was what the hell was Finn going to tell Rey? That was some bullshit, dude. <laughs> I happen to know the answer. I'll give it to you guys later. Stick around. Uh, turns out, he adopted Baby Yoda. <laughs> Do you imagine? Yo, for real <laughs> though, ba- Babu Frick, best part of the movie. Love that character. Best part of the movie. When he has his little cheer moment, I was like, I was elated. <laughs> like I get the Baby Yoda hype. <laughs> he said, he said, hey, hey. <laughs> that's just you. That's just you. It is. It is, and I loved him. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, uh, this franchise, I should say, over the course of these three movies, has done a good job of introducing characters that are easy to like and cheer for, um, which is something that Star Wars has probably always done. I mean, the uh, the prequel films had Jar Jar as was supposed to be that character. True, that's that, a good point. That's an excellent point. Jar Jar was great. <laughs> <laughs> that That really sucked, but, you know, the first batch of films obviously gave us everyone and then i think with the force awakens you know we got uh the principal cast and then we also got uh bb8 uh mm. the last jedi gave us no one i guess Orcs. huh uh rose oh yeah rose rose of course uh very lucky sidelined oh bad yeah oh bad yeah that's that's where i want to start actually um which is in the the ways in which this movie feels like it's a an apology tour for the last jedi 
That sucked. <laughs> did did it feel? How much did it feel like JJ was trying to cover a full movie's ground for you guys? It felt like two movies in one because yep. JJ needed to get to a certain place to be able to close out this series, and the Last Jedi definitely was a pivot. And that shit. Okay, so two thoughts actually. There, there are two separate thoughts here. With regard to the fact that it's two movies in one, that shit is terrible. And that's what I'm talking about in the outset review. Like, I was talking about this with a coworker, but at work, I have parameters that I have and limitations I have to work around based on my job. And, like, I don't just fucking go hog wild and say, you know what, I'm going to ignore these parameters and do the shit I want to do which is what jj abrams did a good director would have taken the last jedi and be like all right well what can i do with this to tell a story i want to tell which is like not what he did (laughs) yeah i mean it's what he so i've read a few interviews with with jj and he says that he looked at the last jedi and said okay uh this definitely went a different way than i thought it would uh, and, you know, from where I felt like I laid things down in Force Awakens, if I'm going to direct this movie, there's certain things that I feel like I want to do based on what I was going for with Force Awakens. How can I use the, the Last Jedi to get there? And I get what he's saying, but the thing is that when you watch this movie and you think about The Last Jedi within the context of this movie, it's very easy to see how he just sidestepped everything that happened there to get here so like the last jedi for example probably the biggest thing that happens in ray's life is that she learns that her parents were not anyone special they were just regular old people and they abandoned her or whatever and you know who knows why um and that was a major deal and then of course for kylo ren you know he's kind of like let's just let all the past die i don't care about any of that i'm doing me and i'm going to run the galaxy because i want to um, and that's where I'm those do it my way. Yeah, that's where those characters are sort of left off. Luke is gone, and you know it, it seemed like the path forward was open ended. You know, um, it was great. It was someone. There was that's the thing. That movie left on so much potential of what you could do, and J.J. Abrams steered the ship in like the least creative way possible. And and so the other side of this, which I didn't get to. Is this movie feels thematically like a giant middle finger to the Last Jedi? Last Jedi is like a movie that's about like anyone can be a hero. You don't need to have some kind of special bloodline to like be a, like a you know significant person in this galaxy, in any galaxy, and like people were so dense like they watch the end of the Last Jedi where there's a kid that's force sensitive holding a broomstick and they're like, oh, who's he related to? Because right. that's how they've Yo. been conditioned by these <laughs> fucking movies. Yo, I only saw that moment in the like the last time I watched it, like a month ago. I didn't see that broomstick thing. Like I got the overall message because yeah. it's, it's pretty obvious, but I didn't catch he, that he was force sensitive. I must have fucking blinked. And and this entire movie is like, how do we like that movie is about how do we make a new future? And this movie is like, how do we go back and just fucking, you know, make everything intertwined with 40-year-old canon as much as possible for no real reason? Well, yeah, and the major symbolism of that to me is Kylo Ren remaking his helmet 
and that's like the first thing he does right yeah it's we're immediately just moving backwards yeah yeah i i i didn't care a lot for that because i thought the last jedi was a really strong step forward but you know we won't dwell on that element of it too too much yeah it's fine so the movie very quickly feels like it needs to get us to a certain to a certain place um and we see that you know palpatine is alive and uh kylo ren has reached this this new planet or this not a new planet but uh an old planet that he's found with these sith um sith locators or whatever these worshipers way- yeah wayfinders, wayfinders. There sith you go. wayfinders uh, the planet was called. What was it called? It's been a few days. Exegesis. Oh, that that sounds pretty close, Kale. It was some something of that nature. Yeah. Uh, and there is Palpatine, and we see Exegol. that Exegol. There you go. We see that Ooh, Palpatine that has close. all these clone bodies. He's got uh, bodies of um of uh, this guy. The villain from the last movie. Snoke. Snoke. General Snoke. Or, yeah. Emperor Snoke. Um, and, yeah, Palpatine is back, and he's got a new plan, and he wants Kylo Ren to run everything. And he's going to offer him this massive army in order, to do, in order to do that. And it's an army that's been, been built in the shadows. It's so dumb. I will say my favorite visuals were the yes. ones with Palpatine. I thought I thought the way they did those the visuals with Palpatine were great. You know, it's I don't want to go off on on a tangent, but there's a there's a video game called Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, it's hell yeah, the best Star Wars game of all time. And in that game, uh, almost the exact same thing happens. <laughs> like they. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Revan and Malik are the they're the main they're the main Sith from that game. They go to an, another like an ancient Sith planet, and there's like this f- factory that's generating uh, ships and whatnot for for the uh, the the army the, the the evil army, and like they're gonna use it to invade the galaxy. It's the same exact idea. Um, but I guess you know there's nothing new under the sun anyway. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so so right here, right, this felt rushed. I didn't anticipate um, Palpatine just sort of jumping into the fray so quickly. But I guess he kind of had to if the movie was going to work in two hours. And it didn't. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um. So this is the kind of thing we talk about on our our comics pal show proper whenever we talk about the mcu movies but like what works so well about those movies is you have one guy at the helm who is creating and weaving a singular vision across many films with these star wars movies no one has any idea where they're going (laughs) and it's clear and so it felt like someone at disney probably jj i don't know I don't want to be too presumptuous. Was like we need a Thanos character in Star Wars, and Palpatine is the closest thing we've got, and we have to establish him in a half hour. I don't know about that. I think, I think if you like, 
I don't know about you guys, but I saw a lot of Return of the Jedi in this film. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Similar to The Force Awakens, which was just almost a carbon copy of A New Hope. (laughs) So that makes me wonder if we would have seen him in Episode 8 had J.J. stuck with it. And we would have had time to, you know, establish that plot thread, just like Empire. There's no question that we would have, because he gets introduced within the first half hour of this movie. So, he he obviously needed to get to that space. And then, not to mention that every other character finds out exactly where he is within the first (laughs) hour, too. So, like, obviously, (laughs) this is a rushed way to get to where he he felt he needed to go. That this part of the movie I hated so much, and not even because of how ham fisted having Sidious in the movie was, or or how contrived it was, or how unimaginative it was. I could not stand the pacing. It just yeah. was breakneck, nonstop. Nothing can breathe. Like it, it, it felt like I was watching something on fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> one one thing Phil and I have talked about this separately because we we were sort of talking about this movie in between both before seeing it and after, but one of my favorite writers, Brad Meltzer, uh when The Force Awakens was coming out, one of his big hopes and and theories for this film was that Ray would be a Palpatine because there's there's like a duality there and it, it may be against kylo ren i don't remember exactly but it's like it's like uh it's good trying to be evil as in the case of kylo ren versus evil trying to be good in the case of ray and i i really liked that on its face and the way he explains it like it it sounds really good but we got there in this movie and i went oh i hate this <laughs> But that's, you know, that's execution-based. Uh, when The Force no, Awakens definitely. came out, I had that theory. Like, that was a very, very common concept. And that is, I think, where this front... Where, like, on the outset, I think that's where this was always going to go. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Ryan Johnson was directing this movie, that probably doesn't happen. Because he had his own vision for where Star Wars needed to go. And I think The Last Jedi was a disruptor in the grand overall plan. That doesn't mean... I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that it was. And how that movie was allowed to be made is beyond me. I love it, but I don't get why they made it if they weren't going to follow through. For real. Um, yeah. For real. That, the idea of Ray being a Palpatine is something that I really, really wanted. And yeah. that's cool. I didn't need Palpatine necessarily to come back. Like I said, he's my favorite villain, but sometimes you just got to let... A sleeping dog lie. This dude is You've old. You've just got to let the past die, my young apprentice. Uh, Kale might be a Palpatine. I am. I always suspected that. But, but like, you know, the connection between Rey and Kylo was so overblown, I felt, in this movie. The fact that, that she was able to send, send things through their visions yeah, that wild. blew my mind in a bad way it's it's been a while you don't have to refresh my memory but did that not happen in last jedi they were they were sort of able to 
they were able to see each other and sort of get like the gist of their environment yeah. i think there's i think there is one point where uh kylo gets like rained on or something but that's the extent of it i didn't love that in that i didn't love the the, the fact that they could see each other's environments in that movie either but it was not in in that in that movie it was more to 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 demonstrate their connection in this movie it was to do plot stuff it was so that kylo could always you know know where she was and you know like specific things like that where it's like come on there's no way you could have gotten here without something so ridiculous like objects being able to move through their visions yeah this movie is um it was a lot dumber than last jedi there was a lot more um there was a lot more nuance in that movie where it was they let things breathe and 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 in this movie, because of the pacing and I maybe some of the time constraint issues, it was like we really have to push the plot as much as possible and as quickly as possible. I think that's a good point, Sean. Um, however, I I did not dislike Kylo and Ray stuff in this movie. I um, I think it was one of the strengths, and not because of the plot. I don't want that to be confused. Like the plot was dumb, but. I think I think uh, that Daisy Ridley and um, uh, Triangle Torso. I I genuinely blanked on his name. Adam, uh, Driver. Adam Driver. Thank you, Adam Driver. Um, I think their acting was so good and their chemistry was so uh, magnetic that they were able to take some crap material and make something of it in this movie. Yeah, I, I overall I enjoyed them together. I just really disliked the fact that. You know, uh, the helmet went through space <laughs> yeah. and time so that he could Physics, know dude. where she was. That was just ridiculous. The audience popped for the lightsaber trade-off. Yeah, I. that was the only time where I felt like it, it paid off. But again, it's like it, it paid off if you turn your brain off. That's how a lot of this movie feels. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the Kajimi sequences uh, a lot. Was actually. that the planet? That was the planet where they went to go and try to have CP- C-3PO's memory uh, wiped to get the time. That was, oh, with Babu Frick. <laughs> yes, yeah. I enjoyed everything. Okay, I enjoyed most of what happened there. but Like Babu Frick. Yeah. But the <laughs> that was visions... really frustrating. Go ahead. Why? Well, J.J. Abrams did this with the second Star Trek movie he did, where he sets up false stakes for a character, where it's like, oh, this character has to do this thing, and the consequences are, if they do it, they'll die. It happened with uh, Captain Kirk in Into Darkness, and ends up not mattering. Character comes back, there was no consequence. You're referring to Chewbacca here? 3PO. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. With Chewie, it kind of happened too because, like, that's an excellent point. I was furious. I was I was upset, but I was like, "This is cool! Like, this is yeah. making me feel something." Like, like Ray's actions have consequences. Holy shit! But they don't. And then, and then they don't. <laughs> but they big time don't. Yeah, that shit sucked. I, as a like as a fan of Star Wars my whole life, which I think you know a lot of people can say that. Uh, Whenever you put one of the older characters in danger, it means more because they're probably on the chopping block. Whereas if Ray's in danger, she's probably not going to die, right? 
Um, and that's been a strength, I think, that these three movies have had the ability to take advantage of. Like, with Han's death, that was, you know, that was a big deal. It's Han yep. Solo, oh my god. And then it, it it made it clear, like, any of these characters are expendable. Um, so to use Chewie in that way, I thought, like, when he when he died or when I, you know, when the ship blew up because of Rey using the Force Lightning, it's like, oh my god, this is horrible. I can't believe she did that. If she has to live with that, it's a lot easier to understand why she later starts to kind of distance herself and she's like in her feelings yep. and all that, and, yep. you know, um, questioning who she really is inside. But then when Chewie's alive, it's like, okay, well, why would you still be questioning yourself if it all worked out in the end? And why do we even bother? Yeah. And I, I didn't really like my emotions being manipulated in that way. I know that the responsibility of a, a movie is to mess with my emotions, but Commit or don't, I guess, yep. is what I'm saying. It's a half yeah. measure. Yeah, I think I legit Chewie dying would have been such a blow to the Star Wars fandom that like that would like that would have had most of us at the edge of our seats. Legit. So this is where I turned on the movie in a positive way. When they were on that sand planet, uh looking for the Sith dagger. Yeah. All the way to when they're on 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 the planet with um, uh, the girl that uh, Poe likes, the one you mentioned before. So Pasana well, is the planet. His heterosexual partner. Uh, sure. Pasana is the planet that they went to to find the dagger, and Kajimi is the yes. planet. Yeah. I like all this. This was all cool. Yeah. Uh, I like. I. This is something that I don't think has been really done in a Star Wars movie, where it's kind of like Indiana Jonesy, where they have to like find a MacGuffin, and like it's about the adventure. That's kind of like a, like Guardians of the Galaxy does that a little bit, um, and it, it, it accentuated the strength of the movie, which was letting the characters interact with one another. The best thing about the movie, in my mind, is how well all these actors play with one another in these roles. Like they. It, it, it popped like you you like these people um and this is when the movie was letting things breathe this kind of middle third yeah i i completely agree with that i was cool very very nice touch to get to see lando uh, and his involvement in you know and everything <laughs> his dialogue um, sucks shit though <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't notice <laughs> funnily enough that's also how I felt about uh, Donald Glover in uh, Solo. Oh, that's funny. Really wanted to like Lando in Solo, but man, I just could not. Uh, no one knows how to write a cool 70s black guy anymore, I guess. This is a smaller moment, but I also really appreciated the sequence where Ray heals the monster, the the animal. Mm. Um, that 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 took a weird turn later in the movie it was a weird like i liked it at that moment but yeah later i was like what the fuck's going on <laughs> i don't think we've ever seen a force sensitive character heal anyone in a star wars film before and uh they just did that in in the mandalorian um but so it was kind of like spoiled i guess but um, to see that happen in a Star Wars movie was really, really cool because you only ever saw that in the video games or like the expanded mm. universe content. I was really appreciative of that. It, I liked it for the animal, like the giant snake thing, because I, I was like, oh, Ray's like cool with nature. I kind of like it. It's one of those things that it's a little, it's a little cliche, but it's a good way to like express a character's. It reflects how 
soft they can be, tender. Well, yeah, how how conscious they are about the the way they interact with the things around them. Exactly. But when it became like, oh, I need to heal Ben, and then Ben needs to heal Ray, I was like, ah, a little too much of this. Yeah. But it, it wasn't that big of a deal. So, like you mentioned, uh, the characters do move over to Kajimi, and I I thought the Kajimi stuff was really strong. Uh, we never we never really got to see too much of what it's like to live on a planet that's occupied by the Empire, and so seeing that was pretty cool. I, I like that. I like Zori Bliss, the character who Poe was into the. She was an awesome character. I liked her her look, the the helmet she had or whatever was awesome. Uh, really enjoyed the stuff with him and with her and Poe. Uh, it was so funny how he like he was like you know can I kiss you and she's like nah. He was like all right. <laughs> Man, that line was just to, <laughs> it was just to show people he oh no no, no. he's straight it's, it's cool he's straight don't don't sweat it he's cool it's cool he's straight. Nah, just goofy stuff. This this was like the really the first time I felt like Poe could do stuff, like was allowed to do things. Yes, like he didn't. Okay, his role in The Force Awakens was for Finn to yell several times. There goes the best damn pilot in the Resistance. <laughs> yeah, and then in Last Jedi, oh, I'm the leader now. Oh, I guess I'm not that good at it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I suck. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good role, though. Yeah, but, like, he didn't get to do much shit, is all I'm saying. In this movie, he's actually able to, like, do things. Yeah, yeah, you're When you think about these three main characters and what they've done in comparison to what Luke, Han, and Leia and Chewie did in in their three films, it's night and day. Uh, These characters just don't feel important. Uh, Finn is, like, basically a joke, and that's the one note that they keep playing. And that he really cares about Ray. He's a joke, but he really cares about Ray. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up too. Um, so in the original trilogy, our three main characters have a real strong sense of agency. All three characters are so easily characterized and definable. And in these movies, I think to a, to a lesser extent in The Last Jedi, because I think Ray and Ben are given pretty strong characterizations in Last Jedi. Um it feels like everyone is looming and is stuck in the looming shadow of the of the original trilogy characters, which sucks. And it's not be, it's not their fault necessarily. It's just like it's not the fault of the original trilogy characters. It's just that they're not really given a chance to shine. They don't really feel like they have a strong sense of agency. Um, and Finn is the one that really personifies this to me because all he does this entire movie is scream Ray. <laughs> I I saw a I saw a really good tweet that was like he had such an obvious like character arc that they just didn't do and they like teased it a little bit like how did he not lead a rebellion of 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 uh former um uh stormtroopers like right. that should have been his arc as like a revolution of stormtroopers well in so the the key the key the key here is that these characters are not actors. They're not, um, yeah, they don't, they don't go out and do things on their own. 
Han had his own agendas that were separate from Luke and separate from yep. Leia. Leia had her own agendas that were separate from Luke and Han, and obviously Luke had his own agendas that were separate from Han and Leia. These characters, Poe and Finn's journeys are basically Leia's. concentrated on Rey and Leia, and that's it. They don't have their own identities or agendas outside of whatever those two characters want to do. And yep. that's cool, but that makes them feel like less than. Uh, the Last Jedi, I feel like it may have been trying to get them out of the shadow of that by trying to make Poe like be the leader and Finn, yeah. you know, be this this you know rogue who went and, and had his own mission. But it, it, it wasn't it like it was fine. And if they continued that, then yes. it would have been even better because yes. then you had you had a foundation. But the foundation was set, and then it didn't. They didn't follow up on it. So, it, in a way, it kind of makes what happened in the Last Jedi weaker, because it never goes anywhere. Finn, Finn at least has kind of a arc in Last Jedi because he 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 leaves. He abandons ship because he's scared, and it's in meeting with Rose and like seeing how, like the underbelly of the Empire with like how, like who funds it and and like how their like stuff is developed and and whatnot like he he comes back kind of changed but it's that's all that's completely forgotten in this movie yeah yeah very unfortunate so it's not you're right they're sidekicks in this movie that's all they are yeah and and never have i felt more strongly that this shouldn't have been a trilogy because these are characters that are very very likable and i wish we could have more time with them but we're not, and so ultimately, what 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 was the value of Poe and Finn really? You know, it wasn't there. Well, Finn had something to tell Ray. He just never told her. Right. Uh. So, I might as well say what that was now. Uh. So, at a some kind of um, some kind of like a screening or whatever for the movie that J.J. Abrams was at, and he spoke. Um, he said that what what Finn had to say was that he was force sensitive. That's that's fine. That's not a bad thing. It's just like cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, wish you would have you know did that in the movie. Yeah, and what's Ray gonna say? Oh, okay. <laughs> like they're about <laughs> well, to even, die, right? You could have used that. Like that would have been really cool. That would have been a really cool moment between them. Also, like that could have been a cool moment for be the for Finn to like save them or something. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like that would have been a payoff. And again, Finn Finn, right, is a character who's a former stormtrooper, has no real, you know, identity or history to him because he doesn't know anything. He his name is not even really his name. Whoever whatever his name was, it's not that. Um for him, for someone like that to be f- able to use the force, to be able to save his his friends, uh personifies what was being talked about in the last Jedi, and it strengthens that message of this can be anyone. Yes, for them to not capitalize on that is so ridiculous that it boggles my mind. How and look, and no disrespect, I understand that this is a very difficult job. J.J. Abrams, I honestly believe, was put in a very difficult position to have to fill in for Colin Trevorrow, who was working on this movie, who you know. Had, had he was the guy and jj had no intention of coming back but that being said how is it that you're getting paid 
<laughs> all this money with Chris Terrio, who wrote, um, uh, I believe he wrote Justice League and Batman and Superman. Yeah. And you and this is and you you leave these things on the cutting room floor. Wait, did Chris Terrio write this movie? Co co wrote. Oh, that explains so much. Boy, yeah, it does. Wow. Boy, yeah, it does. I, I mean, I don't really get it. I don't. I don't get it. It, it. It's a dumb. It's a dumb movie. And I'll tell you another thing. I did like as we kind of start moving into the next part of the movie. I did like Ben's face turn. Yes. Uh yes. I thought that that was really cool. I love the fact that we got to see Han again. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was fan servicey, but I think it worked. Well, I think Han... I think getting getting to see those two characters together again, you know, Han being obviously killed by Ben, um, for him to sort of get forgiveness allowed him to move forward. I like that. But again, if The Last Jedi didn't exist... Like, look... My thought coming out of the coming out of the theater was, if this movie could easily just be a sequel to The Force Awakens, and that's it. There really wasn't anything that happened in The Last Jedi that gets referenced here that you absolutely have to have. Yep. So, yeah, I guess other than Luke dying. Yeah, but even then, like he's he still in the movie. <laughs> you know, he's still like to address <laughs> His ghost caught a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, his ghost catches a lightsaber, his ghost can can bring out an, an X-Wing, and to address everything that he said in The Last Jedi, all his theories about the Jedi being bad, Ray's like, but what about everything you said? And he's like, well, I was wrong. And that's it. <laughs> that's that it. Sucked. And they just move on. But, but again, like, Luke does everything that you would have needed Luke to do if he were alive. The movie doesn't change at all. So... I feel like you could just have this be the sequel to The Force Awakens. If that's the case, fine. I get Kylo turning face. Yeah. But because of The Last Jedi, where he's like, yeah. look, I don't care about anything. I don't care about the past. I don't care about those yeah. people. None of that matters. I'm doing yep. me. That character does not do this. Yep. <laughs> it sure is true. It's hard to buy. Yeah, no. Um, I kind of liked it uh, uh, in a, as a moment. Yes. Um, in the WWE, we make moments. <laughs> and that's what that was. It was a moment. You turn your brain off and ignore everything. Because everything you just said is 100% true. Thematically, it doesn't make any sense from The Last Jedi. But I think the bigger takeaway here is, I think your observation that this is this is more or less... Uh, and Kale, you kind of referenced this earlier, too. This is basically uh, Star Wars like 7.5 and, and 8. In one movie, yeah. and like it, it, you know, they're like the real episode eight did not exist. Yeah, that's I think my biggest criticism about this trilogy is I I wish we could have seen one cohesive vision, good or bad. Yes, like I I I think the Last Jedi, as great as I think it was, I think it should have been seven point five, eight point five, just something you know maybe in the middle of those like but we we should have gotten a cohesive vision like the fact that that didn't happen is just it's crazy like we've had the same guy doing did the first six 
but we couldn't get one guy to do three. Like, yeah, someone, someone behind the scenes who who has a clear vision and a consistent narrative. If if that were to be J.J. Abrams, then okay, fine. Like, do I love him as a director and a and a, and a writer? No, but all right, if that's who they went with, that's who they went with. It's jarring because all these movies just are so different from each other. Whereas even the prequel trilogies were as terrible as they are. They're not even movies. Like they feel like they're made by the same guy. Yep. Man, I love Revenge of the Sith. That movie sucks shit. That is my favorite Star Wars movie other than The Last Jedi. I'm that not... movie sucks so I... much shit. Nah. I would say this is only just above Revenge of the Sith. That's that's not a compliment. I, listen, you take it as you will. <laughs> uh, but I will say, as far as Revenge of the Sith goes, that the the scene where Obi-Wan is confronting Anakin is the best moment in Star Wars. Oh my god. We're not talking <laughs> about this right now. <laughs> um, so, I don't... Since we kind of were talking about Ben's face turn, how did you guys feel about Leia's death in this film? I thought, look... It's hard to talk about that because it's impossible yeah. to know whether or not they were forced into a position because the actress really died in real life. So Halfway through if, the shoot. Yeah. So if that was not the goal and she died and they had to pivot, what can I say? That sucks. Um, and, yeah. and, 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 and therefore, I can't really like – I don't want to say it's shit because that's a real life situation. Yeah. Um, mm. is that like in the, in the context of the movie, does it make a ton of sense? Uh, no, like, I don't yeah. really see why she had <laughs> to die. Yep. <laughs> she just dies. Like, okay. <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. I guess, I guess you're right. I guess, I guess that does temper my feelings a bit. Like I, I, I did realize that, but it, I, I was probably coming at it a lot harsher than I was at minimum. It wasn't very good. No. It, uh, it was a right. They kind of got written into a corner. Yeah, I wouldn't judge. I I refuse to judge the creative team for that because that's rough. And and I think I think you know a lot of the stuff with her in it had to be cut around, mm-hmm. and you know because because a lot of her her scenes did feel very minimal. She did not feel very important in this movie, and her death had little impact as a character. I mean. Um, but I don't, I don't think there was, you know what, I, I think there's two parts of it. I think one, they were limited by the fact that Carrie Fisher passed away during the filming of the movie. But additionally, I think there is room for criticism too, in the sense that because of how poorly constructed the film was as a two hour engine and how poorly the pacing of it was how could you feel the impact of a significant character like that dying when like they didn't give it time to breathe yeah yeah i yeah i don't know that she necessarily dies though if she doesn't if carrie really doesn't die i'm not 1000% convinced of that oh even if that's true and it could be um the fact is that the character dies in this and you know luke had a significant death Han had a significant death because they were allowed to breathe in the movie. In this movie, she dies on to the next thing. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Like, you, even in the real life limitations of this actress dying, you can, you can still 
film a movie in a way where it's like we can let this breathe yeah what i will give them credit for is chewy's reaction like that was that was felt that devastating i felt that i i looked over at i looked over at jess and went fuck yeah okay that's the first thing i felt this whole movie yeah all right (laughs) and that was a redemption for the utter failure of the force awakens to have chewy's reaction to han's death and Leia yeah, what the fuck and Chewie not having a moment when Han died. Leia going over to Rey. Like, that was inexplicably ridiculous. Yep. And I don't understand how you're a Star Wars fan if you don't get that. Uh, yeah. My my mentor for the last two days is dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you know this cranky old guy? I stole his ship and he took it back. He died just a second ago. <laughs> Shoot. I'm bummed. He gave me a gun. I liked him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picture that as like some kind of NRA infom- like infomercial. <laughs> but I guess we have to talk about the shitty climax of the movie, huh? Yeah, yeah. So everyone and their mother decides they're going to go to Exegol to, you know, fight. Uh, if the If the resistance doesn't go, then... They're all going to die because these Star Destroyers are equipped with the ability to destroy planets. <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, each one of these Star Destroyers has the power of the Death Star. The Death Star Junior. <laughs> how, how the fuck did they get the resources and manpower to create this? the biggest fleet in the history of the galaxy? The Final Order. <laughs> Okay, even in the context of the fucking uh, Force Awakens, it takes the entire 30 years to somehow magically make a a Death Star that's like the size of 10 Death Stars. Don't know how that happened. It was very stupid. Whatever. In this movie, J.J. Abrams is like, let's do something even stupider. Well, I, I looked at it as this has been in the works forever this is what emperor palpatine has been doing for 30 years like 30 years like i well and you gotta think like something like that surely is his ultimate plan like his master stroke so he's probably been doing this since he became a sith yeah i mean look when i first saw this i was like okay come on come on how Oh yeah. Uh, and then I was like, "All right, fine." You know, like this is the this is the least egregious thing that yeah, happens it's just, here. It's just stupid. Yeah. That's all. If if the rest of the movie was good, I probably wouldn't think twice about it. Quite frankly, but um. So yeah. So Ray goes. She's gonna confront Palpatine, and she's gonna you know kill him or whatever. And he's like, hey, this was my plan all along. I'm glad you're here because I want to die. And uh, <laughs> once you kill me, I'm going to take over your body because you're my granddaughter. I shall come back more powerful than you will ever know. Uh, and then, of course, you know, we have the big resistance versus, you know, Empire Final Order battle in the skies, which... You know, does not go well. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's not cinematically, and frankly, <laughs> not plot wise either. What I will say is, it felt intense, and and that's that's positive. I, I like that they were able to make that to build that tension. It was hard for me to suspend my disbelief 
because you're telling me that this is the biggest fleet of all time, but the little rebels are able to like handle it. Seeing Finn literally get on a Star Destroyer <laughs> and, and not yeah, instantly on, on die. Like ho- on like a horse or whatever. Like, <laughs> this movie is so fucking stupid. <laughs> and also, like, he was totally okay. Like, he didn't have a problem breathing or, like, totally Yeah, what the fine. fuck was that about? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't I, really get that. I didn't get what I didn't understand that. I was like, "How is he cool? How is he fine? How are these horses riding on a ship?" I mean, I don't know. I, I like, there's wind and stuff. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's no wind in space. It's a vacuum. But they're but they they well that was on the planet. yeah they were on the planet, but they yeah. were really really high up. That was the implication <laughs> that I got. So, like, how are you just rocking here? But anyway, that's what happened. Uh, so the real meat of this is obviously Ray and Palpatine. Palpatine's got all the Sith worshippers. Were those real people or were they ghosts? They were real, uh, right? I think they were ghosts. Okay. No, I think they were ghosts. Uh, visually those guys were cool looking. I loved that. Yeah. I interpreted them as ghosts when I first saw it, but then they like Either got way. knocked back by something. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think it was all supposed to be like force ghosts or whatever that were i think more or less like figurative gosh wind really messes with force ghosts then because when um, that I there mean, was an explosion my man was like ah, they were all they were all knocked listen <laughs> you know even even evil ghosts are just a black sheet you know i like right. i like palpatine having to be carried around by like a giant mechanism <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool. yeah i had to <laughs> so dumb that it was I mean, you know, he's old, whatever. What was really dumb was him shooting force lightning into the sky, like, and 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 electrocuting like a thousand ships. When this is like, it unnecessary, like the most unnecessary scene of all time. All right. Well, I want to get into it. Pause real quick because we do have to explain how we got to that. Uh, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> why? Well, you know continuity uh ray and you know ray is getting bodied in this confrontation with the emperor uh and by the way can we talk about the fact that this is the same exact scenario as return of the jedi yes boy is it i was gonna get into that but so okay so he wants ray to kill him so that he can go into her and become a god a sith god some stupid shit and then Ben comes back and he's like, nah, we're going to team up and we're going to kill you. And then he's like, glad you're both here. I'm going to suck the life out of you both. And he does. So, so he throws Ben in a hole. He throws <laughs> Ben in a hole. Uh, somehow, neither one of them are dead after this. Well, that hole was only six feet deep. All right. Yeah, but he just sucked his soul out of his soul. So like, or something. Yeah. Ray and, Ray and Ben just live through that. Then Ben gets thrown into a hole. He lives through that too. And then and then, as Phil referenced, the Emperor the Emperor <laughs> unleashes unlimited power on all these ships and they they just rock. Like they don't die. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It shuts like the power do- off of the ships yeah. but doesn't explode the ships. It's so yep. stupid. If you hit okay. a ship with lightning, I'm pretty sure they just explode. <laughs> I don't think you just rock after that. <laughs> oh, 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 power's <laughs> offline. Oh, no. 
the whole fleet too. Yeah, and it was both of them. Yeah, um, both sides. Well, let's 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 have a moment of silence here for that chubby guy they introduced earlier in the movie who died. <laughs> that was a bummer. Oh, snap! Uh, snap Wexley, I think was his name. The uh, the Pizza Hut here gave out. Um, oh my god! Uh, we went to the Pizza Hut buffet <laughs> after seeing uh, Star Wars. Uh, every kid's dream and we got uh we got star wars trading cards and he was one of them snap wexley his name is snap wexley okay rip okay so rip rip snap he's, he's a real young king dave you know yeah um so in return of the jedi which i think is like the best climax of any movie ever um it's it's so good like the emperor is is not important to this scene really he he's like a plot device the scene is about luke skywalker confronting his father that's what it's about and it's about luke having to decide he's at a real crossroads of whether or not he's got to follow in his father's footsteps or forge his own path and as they're fighting and he cuts his dad's hand off he looks at his own hand that got cut off in the previous movie and he sees the lack of humanity in his father because he's a robot, basically. And Luke sees that he himself is losing his humanity. It's it's all metaphor. <laughs> this battle between his father and him, it, 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 it not so much about like the choreography or, or the action. It's about like what is happening with the characters. It's a metaphor for the conflict within. In this fucking movie, that's not what's happening. <laughs> I tell you what, even Revenge of the Sith did it better than this. Yes. You're not going to get an argument from me. I think the ending of Revenge of the Sith is fantastic. But yep. right here, what Phil's saying is one million percent true. And it, you know... Again, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but it feels like it's just a lack of understanding of the of the material that they were trying to emulate. Because this is supposed to be a mirror. We all know Star Wars is poetry, whatever. Yeah, but it's it like doesn't... pottery, it rhymes. <laughs> it, this scene is not infused with the, the high drama or the real like consequences that that scene was, other than the consequence of everyone's going to die. Like, in... in Return of the Jedi, what you get is that whatever else is happening is not really that relevant because if Luke turns bad, it's over. That's it. The Emperor wins. You could destroy the Death Star. It doesn't matter because the soul of the galaxy is black now. That's it. In this movie, there is never a single solitary singular second that I thought Rey was going to turn bad. Because why would she? There's nothing that has happened that Im implies to me that she has this inside of her. My girlfriend asked me after we left the movie, she's like, well, why was Ray having this internal struggle? And I said, well, you know what? I don't know. For for JJ, it seemed like that all that was was bloodline. And that's not a good enough reason because that's bullshit. It's goofy. It, yeah, because even... it's not real. That's not how life works. Like, is our... Uh, Adolf... It is for JJ. <laughs> like, I, I, you don't see Adolf Hitler's ancestors like <laughs> doing a ton of evil shit. Could you imagine? Because <laughs> that's not how oh, life man. works. It, there's no like evil gene. <laughs> it's a fundamental misunderstanding of genetics. 
That would be crazy, man, right? What if the Fourth Reich was just Adolf's kid? <laughs> Some hack writer's probably written that story. But in this movie, J.J. just uh, presumes that, like, oh, because she's Palpatine's granddaughter, she's ev- she's got an evil in her. And, like, there's a, a moment where they allude to that when she's on the planet where the Death Star crashed or whatever. And that was a cool little visual. But, like, and they've alluded to it in The Last Jedi where she, like, says she, like, you know, she goes in that dark side well or whatever. But, like, at no point in this movie does you does the audience... The movie never earns the audience's trust to make you believe that Rey's actually considering being a Sith. She's just gloomy, but <laughs> I don't know why. Luke like, is gloomy. Yeah, but nothing happened to her, right? Like, okay, she had a bummer of a youth. We get that. But now, she is perfect. She ha- She's the most powerful Jedi around. She has best friends. She has comfort in the sense that she has people around her who love her and care about her. Like, yeah, she's fighting evil, but she's comforted by everything good in her life. What is the reason that she would turn bad? Chewbacca, like that, right? If she really killed Chewbacca and it happened in another movie that wasn't this one, like the last movie, and she had to hold that, she had to live with that, all right, that's rough, right? That sucks. You killed your best friend. Now Leia hates her. Maybe she's exiled. We could go on and on. Like, there are ways to make that work. But you can't just say, I'm feeling conflicted. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Huh. You, you know You know what's interesting? I, I saw something. I don't remember what dumb social website it was. And there was a, a drawing of two people sitting there. And, and one person says, man, I've been having a lot of bad thoughts. I must be a really bad person. And the other person says, huh, that's very Christian of you. And the other person's, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the other person says, well, if you have bad thoughts, just don't act on them and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think of the conflict of Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy. And, you know, on, on, on face value, you're like, you shouldn't compare this classic trilogy. But J.J. Abrams goes out of his way to compare it to the original trilogy. So you have to. And in the original trilogy, Luke is a person who's trying to find his destiny, not unlike Rey, but he's operating under the guise that Darth Vader, the most evil person in the galaxy in his mind, killed his parents. When he learns, in reality, Darth Vader is his father. And he has to now deal with this conflict of realizing my father is the most evil man in the galaxy. But he goes into Return of the Jedi thinking, I can save my father. And in that struggle, he has to confront the darker parts of himself to save his father. That does not happen. Nothing like that happens here. The questioning of Ray's parentage, I think, is a major problem in that regard. Because <clears throat> her parents, right, are not characters that we ever engage with in any way. We don't know them. They don't really matter. They only matter as a link between her and Palpatine. Palpatine wanting her dead because he knows that in the future she'll be really powerful. All right, that's fine, I guess. But (laughs) how does that impact her? Like, other than him wanting her dead, right, what does that say about her? She can't question whether she's good or bad because of Palpatine because her parents were not bad. 
So why would she think I'm bad? Why would she have that question of herself if her parents were not that? I have a grandfather who is a real asshole. He sucks shit. So do I. I'm not a bad guy. (laughs) Who doesn't have a grandparent who sucks? You know, like, that's... (laughs) There's four of them. One of them's likely to suck. (laughs) That's right. My parents just recently found out they were adopted. And, like, they never told, you know, my my parents. And, like, that doesn't change my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's just goofy. Like, what were, what were they thinking? I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Um, it it brings me to my whole thing is uh, I don't I just don't think J J Abrams is that good of a filmmaker. I I think he's good in the same way that people like Michael Bay. Okay, yeah. Like, I think I think you just go, you turn your brain off, and enjoy the enjoy the popcorn. You know, yeah. The popcorn sucked on this night. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so did the movie, man. It's just so I don't know. Okay, you know what? Like the the original Star Wars trilogy is like a really good Marvel movie. Like like it is high octane blockbuster entertainment that has a little more depth to it. Whereas these movies, like the bad ones, like this one, they're it's it's not quite as bad as a Michael Bay Transformers movie. It's just like the worst Marvel movie. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think it's I just, I think it's better than like the Dark World or whatever, but I think it's pretty on par actually. Yeah, I think it's just like I think it's just like there's not there's not really like there aren't any layers to it, you know. Like like we were saying in the comparison of of Revenge of the Sith, like you can you can f- tell what the emotional stakes are, but with this one, it's like it's so muddied and it's trying to cover the former film's tracks that it it all gets lost the problem is that the stakes are literally everyone's gonna die that's it and that's not that is enough not, that's not motivating because everyone's always gonna die like that is that's always there so what else is there that's if, like, every movie in revenge of the sith that wasn't even on the table that wasn't that that wasn't it at all it was Okay, the Empire is about to rise. We know that because we've seen the other movies. If they can't kill him right now, the, the world is gonna the, the galaxy is gonna live in thirty years of darkness. And you know, Anakin, his soul is in the middle of all this. He's it's the struggle for his for his soul, good or bad. That's compelling stuff. Whether you like those movies or not, I don't care. This the the, the story here is if they don't kill the Emperor, everyone's dead. Speaking of the Emperor. He is supposed to be, he's presented to us as Yoda's counterpart, except that he's evil. So he's always plotting and scheming. He has plans out the wazoo. He's been planning for (laughs) events for his entire lifetime, pretty much. And he can see the future. He wants Rey to die Hmm. because he knows that when she gets older... She's going to be extremely powerful and challenge him. All right, cool. So if that's the case, why didn't he know that if he got Ray and Ben in the same place at the same time, they would team up and kill him? <laughs> why didn't he know how this plan would fail? Because this is a dude who's built three Death Stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, in the same way that he he didn't see Vader turning on him after, you know, after... Uh... Anakin turned. 
Right. You know, he didn't he didn't think the hope was going to get to Vader and thereby Kylo. I I like I like how you set it up because you're like Palpatine is like the opposite of Yoda. And all I can think about is how Yoda was introduced in Empire where he's just farting and like hitting Luke <laughs> on the head and just like a complete little asshole. <laughs> there was no grooming. He he didn't he didn't he didn't do anything to sway Ray ever. He's well, he says that he was influencing behind the scenes in The Last Jedi and stuff, but like his plan failed in that movie too. His he 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 his only tool of persuasion was join me and I can save your friends. Which, yeah, didn't work on Luke in Return of the Jedi either. <laughs> I don't know. I just had a big I felt like the Emperor looked a little limp in this movie. When we, the the previous prequel, or the prequel series shows how smart he is, and how cunning he is. But in any event, let's just move on. Let's talk about the way this whole deal ends. Uh, Ray uses the power of every Jedi ever <laughs> to <laughs> to kill. Dude, the it's Emperor. Legend of Korra. Whatever that oh, is. Shit. It's the Avatar, the Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a misplay on uh, in my mind to not show these characters, but you know they chose not to. Yeah, did you guys see that in the credits? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was one of the uh, one of the Jedi Masters that spoke to Ray. He knows so much shit about Star Wars; it's crazy. Yeah, he does. does he? Yes, yeah, I didn't know that. My man was on some radio show, and he's like, he just he gets it on a bizarre fundamental level. He laid the smackdown. Yeah. But yeah. it's because oh, he man. sat with George Lucas and talked to him like for all day and learned yeah. everything there was to know. Man, why didn't we get a Freddie Prince Jr. directed Star Fuck. Wars series? That would have been fucking rad. All right, slow down. You're talking about... Um, <laughs> <laughs> first of all, Freddie Prince Jr.'s last writing credit is WWE Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and also, he played the main <laughs> Scooby Gang guy from Scooby-Doo. Freddie Jones! Listen, if this dude... This dude clearly knows more than JJ does. Oh my god. That, that was great. Uh, <laughs> um, Alright, uh, how we get to on Freddie Prince Jr.? I was just saying that it was it was weird that they didn't show oh. all the past Jedi when she's... Yeah, where, where was Plo Koon? Well, where was Anakin at? Like he was in there, but he didn't. You didn't uh, see him. I'm saying, like, how come we didn't see these yeah. people? Yeah, uh, yeah. All the voices really blended together. Like, I didn't I recognize any of them. Really, who. yeah. That was a weird choice. I didn't really understand that. Um, I, fine, whatever. She kills. Also, him. that that feels like such a bad video game plot where it's like this is all the bad guys and one bad guy, and this is all the good guys and one good guy, and they're gonna command mail wave at each other. Right. Uh, it's dumb. But, so, the Emperor definitely dies, hopefully forever, and the Resistance wins, of course, because why not? (sighs) And, uh, then, I feel like this is the most, the most, uh, disrespectful to the prior (laughs) movie moment ever. Yeah, dude, it's just sucked. Ray. what? So Ray buries the the lightsabers of of Anakin or I'm sorry Luke and Leia, which was totally appropriate. Um, but then on Tatooine, 
where Le- where, where, where Luke is from, but not where Leia is from. Her planet is yeah, dead, right. but also like <laughs> yep. presumably she and like Ben and Han lived on another planet. <laughs> okay, but whatever, yo. Yeah. yeah also, okay. also Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber was torn in half in Last Jedi, but whatever, it's cool, it's fine now. Uh, and then someone, an unknown person, <sighs> who are you? Asks her, "Oh, who are you?" Which is like nosy. Yeah. Oh, nobody's been here in 40 years. <laughs> Which, of course, opened a mo- up a moment for Ray to answer the question. She says, who are you? She says, I'm Ray. And she says, Ray who? Which is completely ridiculous. Who just a- I'm not going to just ask a person their last name. When I I'm going to look you up on Facebook. And if you're not the person I think you are. Uh, and then she says, I'm Ray Skywalker. Ugh. Uh, with her yellow lightsaber, by the way. Which I love. That was that was a really cool. Cool as shit. Yeah, but that then that didn't fucking matter. She didn't use it. I know. I know. Just fan service cool. for all those of us who've wanted to see a yellow lightsaber. Yeah, but we'll fucking have her make it at the beginning of the movie when Anakin's lightsaber was destroyed. They definitely should have shown her make it. I agree with you. But for her to say I am Ray Skywalker is the dumbest <laughs> of shit. I. I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. I very much was like, okay, like, for me, the bigger sin would have been for, for like, Luke to be her father. Like, for her to have actually been a Skywalker. The fact that she took it on herself, I I thought was, is dumb, but it was fine. Do you know what would have worked a lot better? Uh, a little subtext. Uh, what if... She, sorry, I'm my. Uh, sorry, my name's J.J. Abrams. <laughs> What's that word? Yeah. What if she buried the lightsaber? By the way, we didn't even talk about the fact that Leia was a Jedi uh, for out of left field. Um, she was trying. Yeah, that, that was a, that happened. Uh, that it's didn't any, Yeah, it was irrelevant. That's exactly right. Um, so how about if the final scene was she buries the lightsabers? And, you know, if you want to do the whole nostalgia thing, she walks up on the hill that Luke did 40 years before with the with the setting double suns that John Williams music plays. And she looks off and she just sees the four spirit of Luke and Leia. That's it. Yeah. Because then the implication is like she's the successor to them. She'll carry their legacy. Her last name could have just been Ray Jedi, and that would have been fine. Like instead of being like the stupid dialogue. Yeah. It, it and again, it's like okay, the last Jedi establishes her parentage is irrelevant. She is a nobody. This movie says no, you're not a nobody. You're a Palpatine. And her answer is to say, I'm not either of those things. Actually, I'm a Skywalker, which is also not true. So. Why would it? Why would we just accept her telling a blatant lie and deciding to carry on the legacy, take on the name of some other family for reasons? I guess. I, I guess. I guess it's just that hard pivot away from. Well, I think it's more like Luke was her mentor, and Leia was also her mentor. Their parental figures and uh, her being a for in her formative development as a Jedi. I don't. I... Yeah, absolutely. But but I, what but what I'm saying is like 
I, you know, if she did, if she said her name was Solo, you know, in reference to Leia, like, or even Han, like it would have, it would have been the same. Ray Han. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you know, I think I, I think I think the point in Abrams and and the shitty Batman Superman guy was just, well, she's not gonna be, she's not gonna be evil, so she's gotta be good. I just love the the idea of her saying like not answering the question, like. We don't need, we don't, there's no, first of all, it's a dumb question. Like, just flat out. that That's not happening. A random person's not <laughs> going to be like, what's your last name? First of all, that old lady? Real fucking rude. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she's an old lady. But beyond that, the fact that I don't believe in that question, uh, I don't really feel like Ray needed to answer it. At least not on screen, yeah. not for us. I think it's better to leave that alone and let Ray be Ray. But, you know what? I don't hear a single one of the people bitching about Last Jedi bitching about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a mea culpa for that movie, it was a success. This movie was a success in that regard. Uh, I think it, it, it does have a lot of fan service, which works when you're trying to redeem yourself. Um, and it delivers some really genuinely cool moments that I think belong in Star Wars. I wish J.J. Abrams had had the space and time to tell the story that he clearly had inside of him, the one he wanted to tell. I wish he had another movie to do that, but that just didn't work out that way. And I think the the fault and the blame lies squarely on Lucasfilm for not planning out a trilogy before they started it. And I understand that George Lucas didn't know everything before he got, you know, cameras rolling. But he clearly knew enough. Star Wars was something that he had been working on for some time. And he did work with other people to get the story where it needed to be. But this feels disjointed. It doesn't feel like one cohesive narrative. Yeah. And yeah. everything else Star Wars that we've seen does. The the other two pre, uh, uh, trilogies do. This doesn't. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really sad, I feel, that this ended up this way. Because this movie is not... It's not what it yep. could have been. Yep. This trilogy isn't what it could have been. I I wish we had a Ryan Johnson trilogy. We're getting that, allegedly. I think he dropped I think he dropped that. I was, I was under the impression that he dropped it and they were done with the numbered ones for a while. Uh, last time I read was a few days ago and he was still on board to make movies. We'll say. That's after his treatment here. I that's wild to me. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, the future of Star Wars is definitely cloudy. We don't know what what uh, to expect going forward, but it's clear that they're going to take a break and sort of retool for the next, you know, for the next decade of what they're going to do with Star Wars, which I'm glad for. I think it's, it's they good need to. Take a to. Break. They need it. Uh, final thoughts on this film. It was what it was. Yeah, for me, the the uh, it's the same as my spoiler-free review. It's fine. It's fine. Kelly Marie Tran was only in that movie for a minute and 16 seconds. Oh, justice for that poor woman. Oh. Yeah, uh, that was really, like, screwed up. I mean, she was the person who took the most beating, uh, act, act, actor-wise about what the last jedi was and so for her to 
not get anything, you know, not follow up on what I thought was a pretty clear arc for that character is really crazy. Fucking Charlie from Lost had a better character than she did in He literally this did. Movie. All the characters that they introduced in this movie had more to do. Uh, Fucking Snap Wexley had a better character than she did in this movie, and that sucks. Yep. Yeah, there was like a whole romantic subtext with her and Finn in the last movie. Well, that doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, Janna, the, the 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 character that they introduced in this movie, who was the ex stormtrooper, Finn's heterosexual par- partner. I love that character. I really wanted to see more of her. And again, I think if there was another movie after this, JJ would have done more. But did you did you see the thing that that, that was Lando's daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they had a whole thing that was gonna maybe be plotted out with them yeah. in like an extended conversation or something. Yep. <laughs> Lando had a line in that movie where I think I think like it was either Finn or Ray was like, How did you guys do it? And he's like, Well, we had each other. That's how we did it. It's like, oh my god. Butt sex and lots of lube is how we did it. <laughs> I, I want to wrap, but before, right before, I, I, we we neglected to talk about the kiss between Ray and Ben. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I didn't care about that. <laughs> Whatever. I I thought that was awful. Uh, yeah. It, that that I'm 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 sure it got some shippers jerking off, and you know, at their time, you know in their seats or whatever but i i did not care about it oh tumblr was probably thrilled um it was it was it was okay in the moment i guess what was really stupid is how he just died immediately afterwards i i i was baffled i was i was baffled like he just vanished and then leia vanishes at the same time and i i i just i was floored for no reason, no apparent reason. <laughs> it's complete garbage. Uh, Kale, what are your final thoughts on this film? Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, it's a it's a terrible ending to this trilogy, and that sucks. Like it sucks. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy. I I think the fans actually ruined Star Wars this time. Wasted potential. I think that. This I, I've never I can't think of another franchise I've seen where this happened, where the fan reaction was so negative that it affected the creative team to the point where they ruined their own franchise. It's unfortunate. Uh, I think J.J. Abrams he tried, but I don't think he was put in the best position, and this scenario did not play to his strengths at all. Uh, whatever those strengths are. I think anyone coming in to sit in his chair to make this movie would have had a tough time because of the time constraints and what they had to work with. And I think I feel that like I would have written a better movie than him in two years. Yeah, dude. I guess less. Give me that Disney money. I'll do it. I came up with a better <laughs> ending than they did. The actors deserve better. I, I think and hopefully there are some lessons that get learned from this trilogy as to what Star Wars needs to be to move forward into 2020 and beyond. So uh, that's going to do it for us here on this review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Let us know what you think about the movie. If you have any counterpoints to what we said, you can write to us at comicspals at gmail.com to talk to us about that. Or if you want to get us on social media, we are at the Comics Pals. Let us know 
what you'd like to see happen with Star Wars next and not necessarily story-wise, but how do you want to see them configure their movies going forward? Uh, with that, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. www.porghub.com. <laughs> <laughs>